You ever been to like a dinner party or a cocktail party? Not really. I don't have any friends. Fair. Neither do I. Yeah. That's why we're here in it's this hypothetical. room every day. And the topic of the week seeps into the conversation. And then they chime in in a very intense, formal way. Like, from their perspective, everyone has left the room. And they're just on air. And they're talking. And now they're taking it to a level of detail. And they're sort of, the words I like to use, they're sort of holding forth. Yeah, sure. And... It's a bizarre thing, unless I have Fareed Zakaria at the dinner party and he's chiming in on like, you know, world politics. Sure. Then he can hold for, he's Fareed, that's all he does. Yeah. (laughs) It's all he thinks about. He's a professional fourth holder. Correct. But this is like the CrossFit trainer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've decided that, and it's usually, it's it's not ego. I'm, I'm painting an ugly picture here. It's usually just someone that's just so excited and passionate about this issue that they've done some reading, but they're not talking to us anymore. They are effectively clearing the room and saying, I am the expert. Sure. And you should all listen. And it's not, you know what happens is there's this moment where it's clearly not a conversation anymore. That's You're more an audience. I mean, I got to tell you, you're describing this situation I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've probably been the person who is the fourth holder way too often. I now... If I really? Go, I've never done that before. <laughs> no, never. Not a word. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, increasingly, I'm the weird quiet dad in the corner. That's yeah. how I go. Yeah. Like, Because uh, I'm into my stuff. Anyway, regardless, I, I feel that the dynamic you described is a normal dynamic, but also... It's everything now. Everything is sort of info dumping and sort of here's the 25 points that I got. Everybody gets talking points memo, uh, talking points memos as they go throughout their day. And then they make sure that they're kind of in the right place. And then they're like, okay, well, here's the three things we should know about the submarine. Yeah. And then I'll tell you what, like a good example, that submarine went down and exploded with rich people. in, And everybody's like, it's kind of a hilarious situation, but I'm not going to talk about it because I'm civilized human being and then people started to make jokes about it on twitter which they did and everybody's like i can't believe you're making jokes and so on and so forth and then the counter narrative and i i'm extremely good at predicting the leftist counter narrative because i'm just it's what i do and that was immediately like well you know migrants um died in similar ways but nobody makes a, a point about that right the new york times wrote a whole article and i'm it. like okay but also like and, and the thing is is like i get it that has a narrative consistency also, five kids got hit by cars, right? Like, I, that's yeah. also really bad. Like, there's a there's a lot of bad. There's a litany of really awful things that shouldn't happen because of structural failings in our society that are killing millions of people right now. And everybody's like, yeah, but you uh, you think that submarine story is interesting. I'm going to tell you about a story that's kind of yeah. like the submarine story so that you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's absolutely exhausting to me in every way because nobody actually wants to talk about the structural stuff because those are literally like, we should have a a more involved community task force. Boring. Right? It's yeah. Boring. Maybe our taxes should be higher. Yeah. Right. Like just that. So I I'm like okay I'm gonna get info dumped in in by and it doesn't matter which room I'm in the progressives info dump the centrist info dump the technologists everybody 
has to get their points out. And so I don't go to as many parties as I used to. I, I worry that maybe I'm the problem here. No, I, I mean, look, everyone's seen this at the party, but the impact radius is 20 people, 30 people. Yeah. I think what's weird on the internet right now is that um, casual knowledge and expertise have kind of become conflated such that it feels really good to share knowledge. By the way, when you know something and others, you actually, you don't even check if others know it. Sometimes yeah, you just want to get it out there. Feels good. Yeah. I think I have some knowledge. I'm going to share some knowledge. So over Here we 30 go. million submarine experts showed up on Twitter. I didn't know there were them. Like over 40% of our country mm-hmm. is able to give serious commentary on what happens with submarines at extreme depths. It's wild, right? Yeah. And, and so what you're talking about is the, is the sort of gotcha counter, yeah. which is just tiring. Well, it's honestly. just, it's, it's all, all these narratives are highly predictable. Like you see billionaires are in a submarine. You're like, all right, I know this is going to go. And you know what? It goes exactly like that. I think where it gets a little scary, I actually genuinely think it's scary, is when someone with a pretty like decent-sized megaphone um, starts to dish out just a lot of nonsense, but says it in a way of authority and asks for an open mind. And at, Oh, you know, this is the Elon Musk paradigm right now. It's kind of the Elon Musk yeah, paradigm. He just runs his full mouth because he thinks he knows everything. I, I think that's what it is. He's the biggest blowhard who's ever existed. He literally is somebody who read Twitter and was like, that is the truth. I need to get in there. Yeah, but isn't it scary? Everything's terrifying when you look at it. I mean, I don't know. You, you know, <clears throat> yes, it is weird. I think it's also very American. Americans are people who are like, neurosurgery, I could do that. You know, nuclear the physics. full of possibilities. Yeah, exactly. I'll just read the Wikipedia page yeah. and, then I, and then I will do the emergency appendectomy myself because I want to save that money. Like we are, we're, we're very weird that way. You know, we're like, we prescribe fish antibiotics to ourselves and things like that. Right. Uh, partially because our healthcare system is a mess. Okay. So in you go, you're, you're Elon Musk. I don't know, man. Like everybody runs their mouth and everybody gets upset about everybody running their mouth and gets really worried about running the mouth. But I'm just like, I, what about the argument that people make, which is like, what are you afraid of? Get it all out there and the truth will surface. Yeah, I know. And that's okay, but it sucks. Like, it just shouldn't suck this bad. Everything sucks. Like, well, wait, it's, but answer me this. Does, does the truth surface? No. For a lot of people, it doesn't. I mean, it's also, what the hell is the truth? I don't, um, you're a somewhat religious person. I am not. We have a different fundamental understanding of how the universe is ordered. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about, you know. Who was in the room at that time? Who's behind... GDPR is made by a lot bunch of lizard people. Yeah. In okay. actuality. Okay. So if I come out and say that, shouldn't shouldn't there be shouldn't a, the truth? Wouldn't the truth just sort of materialize there? Nah. People believe in wizards, man, and they it's just now they believe in wizards in public. It used to be that you didn't talk about the wizards all day long, right? But now we just have a wizard believing world and everybody's just like, man, you know, he really cast a wacky spell that day. And everybody's like, yeah, well, you know, that was a, that Is was it- a MAGA spell, but it could have been a doom zip spell. And everybody's like, yeah, spells. Is it bad that lizard 
people are lizard believers are recruiting other lizard believers? Well, some of them are lizard people, so it's really bad. They shouldn't be in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, look, look, I got to just like, let's, let's get down to brass tacks on this, which is you can't change this. You can't. You're going to let people have a voice, and these are the voices you're going to get. And I don't want to, I used to almost celebrate and enjoy it. And then it was a little weird when the absolute wackadoodles got control of society. That was mm-hmm. unusual. I didn't expect that. <laughs> you but thought that, they'd be on the fringes. Yeah, but then it actually turns out, if you look historically, like wackadoodles use the new media, whatever it happens to be. I mean, the Nazis. Yeah, but even before that, like a guy can get up and be like, God told me that we got to go up to this mountain because the world's ending. Yeah. And he uses like, he, you know. And there's a pamphlet in there. There's a pamphlet. And everybody's, in the cave. And people are like, oh my God, oh my yes, God. Well. I, I I saw the pamphlet. He says the world's ending. We got to get up the mountain, right? And everybody else is like, what the hell are you talking about? And they're like, no, no, you put it in a pamphlet. It has to be real. I mean, what about the blueberry festival? Where's everyone going? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we just picked all these blueberries. Yeah, yeah, world's yeah. ending, world's ending. So I, I think like we have a, there was, I think we lived in a, a kind of golden moment that was in the wake of World War II. Where, you know, Edward R. Murrow would get on television. Walter Cronkite would get tell on television. Tell it like it is. I'm going to tell you the truth. That we, have to, we have to really ask serious questions about the Vietnam yeah. War and so on and so forth. And so we had this moment where this concept of the truth was shared. We had a little bit of a more monolithic society. There was actually much less polarization. Mm-hmm. And everyone could be like, well, we disagree on the fundamentals, but I love Norman Rockwell paintings. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to stand up at the town hall meeting and here we go. And school boards and yeah. Christianity. And then uh, and that doesn't hold. That's actually not a sustainable thing. That actually turns out not to be sustainable. You don't think it's a product of the internet? Uh, I do. I think that, but I think that there, every new medium brings with it its own kind of chaos as people use it and abuse it. The internet is incredibly unusual in that uh, regulation lagged so far. So TV was actually kind of born regulated. Radio was not. Radio was born, and it was people selling creatures and yeah, no, no, the one snake of, oil, literally, um, sort of a goat extract that would keep you erect, right? Like in the twenties, this is going out on the radio. You're like, you just like, hey, I, you know, I wonder what I'm going to hear on this radio, and be right, like, people you know, pushing stuff out on the airwaves. Mexican stations broadcasting right. when they were worried about U.S. rules. So just. Absolute nonsense. Preachers. There was Father Father Coughlin, the Irish uh, anti-Semite in the 30s, very anti-Roosevelt. Like, I mean, just sort of like there's, there's always been this, this subtext throughout all of these platforms. But essentially, like radio and TV kind of fell after ra- ra- uh, after radio. And so the regulatory frameworks were kind of in place. Okay, well, the FCC. So- jurisdiction includes tv exactly right so like so you you don't end up you don't end up with that initial phase of chaos but this we just went through the first 25 years of chaos now i believe personally that we live in a relatively like law-driven civil society in america and then basically the unregulated situation where anyone can get out and say like children should be shot or things like these extremes yeah are, are sort of well outside of First Amendment, and that regulatory... Well, you could be prosecuted, right? Like, you, they can arrest you for, for going too far. Regulatory frameworks will continue to assert themselves unless they don't because there's been a total capture of our sort of shared cognitive understanding of reality by complete moonbats, and then we're in really, really bad pickle. <laughs> the thing that worries me more, it's like not... 
even even if we have like another wacky conservative wave in America, I know Trump, I think, is a little bit of an outlier. I don't think we're for full fascism. What bothers me more is like we truly are headed towards a genuine global migrant crisis and um, and global uh, climate emergency. And then when you combine that with uh, with the sort of ability of this information to spread mis- the, of these platforms to spread misinformation, you have a real pickle on your hands and we don't seem to have the leadership. Our current president is over 500 years old. And so it's just sort of like, I, when I look at- How are you going to get ahead of that? Yes. And are you going to really police it? And probably what that means, as I'm saying this out loud, and I hate to say it, it feels like overzealous moderation and policing is the only way forward for the internet or otherwise it will be part of a really great cultural failure. And it already has been. So, you know, it's a real uplifting podcast. We try to keep it positive, but I'm not super well, positive on this one. No, I mean, I hear you. I, I, I think, I, I think that, um, people are going to say what they're going to say. Well, so and they can, believe it. There are people who really do believe that lizards run the world. Well, I'm not, I don't even want to go to that extreme. Okay. I'm talking about the expert who like just decided to read an article about submersibles and then goes back into social and writes 2,000 words. Right? Do you think and, that, and that person think... is actually, he owns a chain of uh, juice presses. Yeah, but isn't our immune system at this point, like, I, it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't. I don't know if it does I think it matters when people run their mouths about like well, race I, science and affirmative action, but like, well, let them talk about the submarine. Everybody's full of it anyway. Yeah. I, I think it matters when like tens of thousands of people die because they didn't want the vaccine. So I do think it matters. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, okay. So that is a well taken point. First of all, let's, let's separate those two things. I think this is a valuable thing to do. There is, I'm going to run my mouth about the news of the day, even though I don't know a damn thing. So I can look clever. So I can look clever. I'm suddenly, I, yeah. read, I read the Wikipedia article, and now I'm going to tell you all about submarines. Right. Okay. Fine. That's humans. That's just like the internet taking what used to happen at a barber shop. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then there is the, I'm not going to get that devil juice infected into my arm balls yeah. because I don't want to get no 5G vaccine monsters. Right. That's bad when people die. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like how do you get ahead of that? That's because tricky you're, one. you just you just pointed out, you know, there's going to be mass migration because of climate change and you're gonna have some you th- you think these theories are kooky. Well, I think that today what you do is you go like, Well, you know, we're gonna put a little thing underneath here that says that's misinformation and we're gonna like a lot of stickers. Here's, here's where we're at, right? Despite the fact that everybody acts like we're at the end of the days and everyone's miserable all the time online, which is a sign that maybe you should put your phone down. Uh, despite all that, it's a relatively stable global economy and most people are able to participate if they really have some good yeah. physical ability and want to. Yeah. So like, I, I, I sort of feel like, so it's like, all right, we put the warning on, you know, we put the sticker on like with cigarettes and, uh, you know, but then ultimately what happens is you get in real big trouble. Like, the way you stop smoking, you, you charge, you know, the, the way to solve this is charge everybody $5 to tweet. I mean, cigarettes are 12 bucks. Yeah. Seven of it goes to taxes. Yeah. So. You didn't have to arrest smokers. You just had to charge them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I agree I, with you on this, which is the point I was going to make. Tax social media. No, no. Right? You, no, I think, I think assert disincentives on a lot of the ugly stuff that can cause real damage, right? 
And the truth is, for cigarettes, it took like 50 years before those kicked in. Like yeah. A lot of people died. And yes. Needless. Tens, tens, hundreds of thousands yeah, of people died. Yeah. And look, I do believe that, you know, if you see the label and you're like, ah, oh, the hell with it, I'm going to smoke, you know what, that's, I'm okay with that. Like, you know the risks around it. We all do dangerous and or hypocritical things. We drive, sometimes yes. we speed, we drink alcohol, sometimes too much. Yes. You know, so yes. it's- We all take those risks. I think what's challenging here, what's tricky here, and this is this is what makes this so hard, is that most people don't know damage is being done. Like it is paternalistic to suggest that we have to get ahead of this for people, but the truth is, it was paternalistic to finally regulate cigarettes and charge a lot more money oh, that's for them. The great, you know, the, the nanny state. It, it, look, man, it, it, who was going to do it? It wasn't going to happen unilaterally by the tobacco companies. They decided we, to do it. They we, had to do it because they got there was a massive. I forget the settlement. It was billions and billions of dollars. And now Altria exists, which is a different name uh, for a, a cigarette it's company. It's a great logo. You know, yeah, it's got the rainbows colors in it. I'll tell you, you know what killed cigarettes is secondhand smoke. Once you have a concept like that, yeah. once the children are dying, yeah. Yeah, then yeah, you yeah. can get in there and you yeah. can say, no, no, you have to save the children. And I, I feel that like, okay, if you really want a regulatory framework here, you can have Mark Zuckerberg wear, you know, put on his pants all day long, yeah. take off his hoodie. Yeah. But um, you have to actually like create a narrative in which the children are dying. And, you know, suffering yeah. is this, you have to yeah. show people this unmitigated Old people are dying didn't work. No, we didn't care too much about that one. Everybody was distracted. This is a tough couple this of years. It's a bad, bad outcome, right? I, Look, I, is, say, it, I like the last 10 years have taught me things about human nature, including my own. I don't love every day. It is what it is. I mean, maybe this is our first no advice, Yachty and Ford advisors. Let me ask you this question. Answer it directly. Okay. Don't pull any punches. No punches. Isn't like all the all of human history just the band-aid getting applied after the fact like the blood is already dried on the arm and and it's we're always too late. Aren't yes. we always too late? We're always too late. <laughs> we're always too late. No, and in fact actually, you know what's fascinating is if you really look at the way that the American legal system is structured it's designed with that in mind. Like, it's like, it's going to be too late. Like, the Supreme yeah. Court is not a fast twitch response organization. It's years, usually. I mean, right now, it's mostly a chartered fishing uh, company. But other than that, it's... No, you're right. I mean, the civil rights movement, it, I mean, you could see the dissents in the early cases move up into the majority opinions yes. like, within 10 years. Yes. But that's a long time. Well, right? and it's, it's you're a lawyer. We are, we are privileged people. And when we look at those time frames, we're like... That's just the process. And when you're in the middle of the process, you're like, you know, the, the great Martin Luther King essay title is Why We Can't Wait, right? Like, yeah. Because everybody yeah. comes to you and goes like, hey, man. Give it a minute. Give it's it a minute. Take some time. And that's happening all around, right? And then yeah. it, it comes and it goes and people pass laws and then they unpass yeah. the laws. And yeah. here we are. Here yeah. we are at this weird moment. Yeah. Um, there is no fast twitch response. It can only be slow. It will only be late. And there is a-, a It's price, always late. There's a price to pay in human suffering along the way. I do have advice. All right. Uh, if you're not an expert, as in like accredited or got some sort of advanced degree, you don't need to ch chime in at the dinner table. Don't you, chime in where you can hit 300,000 people at once. You know what's bananas though, my friend? It's that there became, and this is like the truest, most 
capitalist logic I've ever seen for on behalf of social media. There became this cultural logic that if you don't chime in, you're part of the problem. You have to have an opinion on subjects. Is that true? I believe so. I feel that way. I think like, you're right. You know, like, Where's your voice? And if you say the wrong thing while everyone is upset about the other thing, yeah. you're also you're being you're disregarding things. Yeah. You know what the rational adult response to that is? Stay out. I'm, I'm gonna just go watch TV. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna duck out of this. Yeah, one. that's and that's most people honestly, frankly, most people are. Most people have ducked out at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right. I mean the sliver of advice in this one. There was a little something in oh, there. Oh, it's okay. You know, to fix humanity on a podcast. We actually are very positive, happy people on a day to day basis, and I have a lot. Of, I have a, still have a lot of faith in the system. I have a lot yeah, of faith, and I, I, I like humans. I love them. Uh, me too. But boy, you just you get a lot of them together, and you, you get some really bad stuff sometimes. Sometimes yeah. really good stuff. Sometimes really good stuff. Anyway, all right. Ziadi Speaking Ford. of getting people together. Oh, yeah. You know, we actually are building a product we should talk about. It. It's called a board. You can check it out at aboard.com. It lets you. Um, collect stuff from all over the place, all the information, all the links you could ever want. It lets you organize those into nice, neat piles of stuff that you can see right there in your web browser. And then it lets you collaborate with people like me and Rich and other Look, people too. I think one of the things that makes me excited about a board is that it's it's smaller circles of people, which tend to be less toxic. Oh, I would. I, if you were going to plan a dinner party or create cells in your revolutionary vanguard, I would use our product <laughs> over just about any other. I, there it's you really go. Quick. Uh, check us out on at Ziotti Ford on Twitter and hello at ZiottiFord.com. We love you. And uh, we're going to, next next podcast, we're going to talk about something incredibly fun. Oh, absolutely. All right. Like sprinkles. Spr oh, you know. Ice cream and sprinkles. What's better than, are you rainbow or chocolate? Rainbow's not real. It's actually just chocolate. You absolute monster. Yeah. Rainbow's wonderful. All right, we'll talk about it soon. Bye. Bye.